In today's episode, we're discussing the holiday season. Hey everyone, welcome to the Pape Fatigue podcast, the podcast for dads by dads. We're officially into the holiday season, and honestly, I'm shocked that we're already here. Uh, we're going to spend today's episode talking about how we parent through the holidays. But first, here's my deal. I'm Dave. I have an eight-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son. I'm Jim. I've got two daughters, eight and five. So as we head into the holiday season, uh, the most recent statistics that I could find on average parent spending was roughly between three to $500 per child for Christmas. And I think at last year... People spent more, you know, in the pandemic year because a lot of people weren't traveling. And in fact, I think a lot of people actually just saved money last year because of all the things that we weren't doing. So for those people that were doing okay, you know, there was some savings there. Um, it seems like, though, that sort of what's lost in the sort of average three to $500, too, is, though, is the nuance of, you know, older kids asking for like a game console or phones or an Apple Watch, right? Things that have. Uh, higher costs than something like, you know, I think what we tend to get our kids at five and eight. Um, and despite the the sort of dollar amount, which does suggest, I think for, for younger kids, certainly there are a lot of presents under the tree. You know, there is research on the benefits of providing fewer toys for kids, right? That it, it sort of boils down uh, to sort of a deeper level of play and interaction simply because they have fewer toys, right? So they they play more and play more creatively, creatively, create creatively with the toys that they do have uh so creatively uh, thank you thank you i couldn't figure out what thank you thank you couldn't figure that out uh, so look we're we're recording uh, about a month out and so for us as we record today it's just the beginning of november and by the time this airs it'll be the first week of december probably thereabouts so the big question i have for you jim is given where we are and, and all the news about supply chains and all this stuff how are you standing on your holiday shopping? Are you finished? Are you kind of behind the eight ball? And and what are the kinds of things that the girls are asking for this year? Are we finished? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Not so much, huh? No, we, we've just started our, our uh, gathering intel. We're yeah. trying to figure out, you know, starting to, you know, we went to the uh, department store the other day and we walked through the toy section and I got an idea of what they're interested in and what they want. We've asked them directly and I've got some notes. So I, I think that that's, a big part of it, figuring out what we're going to get. Now yeah. we just got to figure out how to actually get it. And that's just probably just sitting down at Amazon and getting some things ordered. Mm. Um, interestingly, both girls would like remote control cars, mm. uh, probably because their cousins have some. Okay. And I've got to think about this, but the older one wants a drum set. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I'm thinking on that pretty hard. Maybe... And maybe some kind of like electric pads, yes, they're, you that, know, that that's, have yeah. headphones on it. Maybe that that might be something we'd investigate. But we're not buying a kit. There's yeah, ease, <laughs> there's ease no into way. that for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Makes that's one of garage. those one of those things. Like, let's see how much you use it before yeah, yeah, yeah. before we buy the real kit. So anyhow, <laughs> that that was unexpected and and interesting. Nice. Well, I, I am celebrating just having finished holiday shopping for the kids uh, as of yesterday. So um, if you remember, I believe from one of the long ago podcasts about the um, the pandemic, you know, we shut down, I think we were locked down in the early stages in whatever Q1, early Q2. My my kids' birthdays are sort of Q2-ish, Q3-ish, and I had bought their birthday presents in, in Q1 because I was like, oh, are they going to, you know, we're not going to be able to go out anymore. So I, I am a bit of a planner. 
So yeah, we're uh, I am officially done. But I, I think the the point that you bring up is really valid, right? I, I am constantly concerned that what they have right now might not be the thing that they want in a couple of months when when we roll around to Christmas. I will say, though, I think that places like Amazon and a lot of these online retailers, anything you buy right now can be returned until January 31st because they're trying to make sure that you shop early and you shop often. So they are. So I do sort of buy these things with um, the possibility that, you know what, it might not make it and I'll end up returning it. And it's okay, especially now that it's so much easier to return to Amazon, right? You just roll into a Whole Foods, you drop it off and you're done. Mm -hmm. So I am okay with sort of being mostly there well i mean basically being there and then you know if things pop up you know we'll kind of see how they how, how it rolls out but i thought what was interesting this year for us so yesterday we were we were just at the outlets doing some shopping and there now is a toy store in the outlet which is funny because you know those toys are marked up it's like they're it's like, like legos and stuff like that so the toys in the outlet are actually marked up versus everything else but it was probably you know um, the first time my kids had been in a sort of a dedicated toy store in a long time. I mean, certainly there are no more Toys R Us's and anything. And I remember my daughter was, I don't know, probably two or three maybe when Toys R Us, you know, was like, we're going out of business. And I'm like, okay, I'm taking her to Toys R Us because this might be the last and only time she ever walks into this massive, you know, small target-sized retailer and everything that's in it are just toys and so i did take her and um i don't know that she remembers it but my son has never had that opportunity so it's kind of interesting to see them sort of going through this store and seeing their eyes bug out because they really haven't had that experience of like i want everything in this store and uh, so that was interesting and one thing i learned i think two years ago Amazon sent us the the catalog and literally going through that catalog, they're just, they're circling like 75% of the stuff. And I'm like, okay, this is, you know, my tactic now has been like, instead of saying, here are all the possibilities, I'll just go like, what do you want? And just kind of wait to see what, like those to me are probably the things that they want more just because they know off the top of their head. And it tends to go in categories, right? So my son is into anything Lego, anything Octonaut related, Octonaut Legos, which are ripped, they're knockoffs, but he, I mean, uh, there are no more Octonauts. Uh, there are no more, nobody's making Octonaut toys. So actually, Octonaut toys are a pain because you have to get them all on eBay or you can buy a bunch of knockoffs from China uh, and anything superhero. So within that, you know, there's a fair amount of uh, latitude within that. So that could be a book, it could be a toy, it could be a shirt. So um, I think it's, it, you know, from that perspective, it's actually not too hard. And he's unlikely to sort of massively go from I like superheroes to like next month going, oh, I'm completely done with superheroes. And for my daughter, you know, the interesting thing about my daughter is probably as of last year, she sort of stopped playing with toys and she really is just into making stuff. Uh, so, you know, I've talked about this before where we have a subscription to Kiwi uh, KiwiCo. So there are these sort of STEM boxes that come every month. And... It used to be I would just sort of buy some for her, but now we have a subscription, so there's probably not much reason to buy stuff for her. But she's kind of into like, I'll make the thing and then it's done, and some of them we use. So she made a like an automated soap dispenser, and we actually got that early on in the pandemic, and that was great, and we used it uh, up until, we probably used it for about a year, year and a half almost. I mean, that thing got a fair amount of usage. So they're, they're made pretty well. But, you know, some of them are like the the automatic ping pong ball return set. <laughs> she built that. 
I think we played with it once or twice and then it was just like, all right, into the garbage, which is okay. Um, but holidays for her are just a little bit harder because of the fact that she, some of the toys that she does ask for, I'm like, I know you're never going to play with that. So I'm, I'm not clear that I want to do this uh, versus some of the things that we know she wants. And she's into books right now too. So she's asked for the third Harry Potter and um, the second city spies. And so that's good. I can, I can wholeheartedly get behind those, those kinds of things. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we were talking earlier, I think books, books don't really count towards those Christmas gifts. I think, you know, I'd, I'll buy books all day long. Yeah. I like to think of books as being a separate budget, ideally, but I'm not clear that my wife thinks that way, but I, I like to kind of carve that one out <laughs> separately. So Jim, what kind of family traditions do you have uh, around the holidays? The first the first tradition we have every holiday season is uh, our Thanksgiving tradition. And this is something we started a couple of years ago where uh, for Thanksgiving Day, we will get up and put up, uh, get all our, our Christmas decorations out of storage, uh, watch the, the Macy's Parade, watch mm-hmm. the dog show and put up our Christmas decorations and order pizza. And it's just oh, a nice. fantastic day. Nice. And then we'll end up having a, another sort of Thanksgiving dinner with uh, with my family or my wife's family, probably on you know Friday or Saturday of that weekend. But that day is officially kicks off Christmas, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's nice and relaxing. Mm-hmm. For the actual Christmas holiday itself, we will have a Christmas morning at our house. Uh, sometimes, I guess, most recent years we've been having Christmas Eve at my uh, mother-in-law's house, and then probably the day after, go visit with my my mom and and uh and my family that's nearby so in some ways we have three christmases you know (laughs) christmas eve christmas morning and the day after christmas uh but it's nice that we get to see everybody that way we've also started a tradition with uh, the salvation army angel program and it was i think the girls were old enough last year that it really made sense and it it was helpful uh to them to kind of understand the holiday season so you pick uh they're like trees or bulletin boards where you pull down the kid's name and the kid's got a wish list, you know, the uh, things that they want. And then we buy those things and, and drop them off at the Salvation Army. And then they distribute it to the kids. And that was, uh, there were two things about that that were really, really powerful. And the first was going with my daughters to buy toys, not for them. That was really interesting because they'd walk through the store and instead of thinking, I want that, I want that, I want that. Mm-hmm. They were thinking, what would, what would this, you know, hypothetical girl, all we know is her name and her age, you know, what would she like? And so I think that sort of shift of perspective was, it was an interesting exercise. And then the second was when we actually went to drop it off at the Salvation Army. And they have the place where they, they, they leave the angel gifts. And then there was um, like an open kind of warehouse with tables and things set up. And they were all the donated toys. So it was like a giant toy store. Mm-hmm. And it was fun to watch them walk around there because it was, they, they didn't, they seemed to be respectful of it. It wasn't they weren't walking through there saying, I want this, I want that, or mm-hmm. grabbing at things or, you know, with that sort of like me, me, me attitude. Mm-hmm. It was a much more sort of somber approach to it. And, um, and it was really moving. So anyhow, we're going to keep that tradition up and, uh, you know, maybe some other, I don't know, maybe we'll find some other toys for tots or other gifts that we can buy for other kids. Where do you get the names? Do you go into a Salvation Army or like, do you just can get them online or do you have to go into a Salvation Army to get the name to get started? So I think you apply. Uh, that's my wife that set it up. You apply online, and then you get selected as a as an angel family. And they pair you up with a kid, and then you uh, you know get the wish list that way. Okay, because what I like about so we do toys for tots, but what I like about 
what the program that you guys are on, I think especially for younger kids is having a name and an age yeah. makes it a lot more personal, right? Exactly. So last year we did Toys for Tots, but you know, oh, you're just, you know, buy it, buy a present for a kid. Like that's a pretty uh, tough concept to get a hold. Like what, 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 like what about this kid? Like, right. So I, I think it's easy for, for our children or my, my kids to go, oh, okay, well I'll just buy what I want. And that's not really exactly, exactly what I want. I want them to think a little bit more. So I, I think what you're doing is interesting. I, we might look into that. I, well, not we might. I'll look into that this year because I, yeah, I think having a name and a gender and an age makes it a lot more concrete for them versus otherwise. It is sort of, this, it's not ephemeral, but it really is. I think it's hard for them to sort of grasp the concept of helping a child, right? Like, they can understand like, oh, I'm going to donate money to an animal shelter, like to help a panda or to help a, a dog. Like that's, I think they can grasp that concept, but a child that maybe, you know, is in a situation that needs a little bit of help. I think that to me is, it's just harder for them. So I think that's, uh, I like that, uh, the adding that personal touch to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not a lot of information, but you have a name, an age, uh, I think whether they have siblings and, and a city, you know, yeah. and so those are, that at least makes at least you can have a sort of, you know, imagination about who that person is and, and, you know, get a little insight into their lives. No, I like that. You know, what we do, so I actually grew up going to get our trees from the Delancey Street Foundation. And we've been doing that for, I don't know, 30 plus years. It was something that I grew up with. My kids have now grown up with. And um, just a little note on Delancey Street, because I think they're a great organization. They work with ex-convicts and ex-substance abusers. So the average resident for their program has been a hardcore drug addict for 16 years, abusing alcohol, multiple drugs, and dropped out of school at the seventh grade and has been institutionalized several times. So it's an organization that, you know, we're going to buy a tree anyway, as opposed to going to like a, you know, Home Depot or something like that. At least, I mean, yes, the trees are more expensive, but that's because ultimately you're, you know, it's almost sort of like a donation and the people are so, so nice. I think that's part of it too, is that they're really nice. And I think probably what I want to start doing, and we haven't done it yet because the kids are a little bit young, but to also sort of say, look, you know, all of the people that are here, you know, at one point in time, they were all having some some problems in their lives, right? And and look how friendly they are. And it, so it doesn't mean that, you know, just because you have problems doesn't mean you're a bad person or, you know, like I think there's something to sort of that, um, that rehabilitation story that I think I want the kids to learn about. And I think my daughter's probably at eight now. She's more capable of understanding, you know, everything that's there. You know, in terms of uh, Christmas itself, we, you know, we eat dinner at my parents and then we do Christmas, the f sort of Christmas Eve is at my parents. We do Christmas the following day. Actually, it's funny. I had a friend in high school and she was my best friend and, and it worked out well she was jewish and so she came over to our house uh every year for christmas eve for probably i'd say she was new to the school so i'd probably say starting sophomore year because freshman year wouldn't have enough time to make that connection but i think probably starting sophomore year in high school and then through college she would just she'd always come over to my house for christmas eve and it was it was great it was uh worked out well for both of us. I mean, it was a fun time for both of us. Uh, you know, um, as far as Christmas Day goes, my, my mom's been making the Scandinavian breakfast bread for years, and I've, I've grown to appreciate it, certainly after the candy fruit were eliminated. 
from the recipe. But also, you know, as I've gotten older, when we were younger, it was like, oh, God, we have to eat this bread before we can start opening presents. So traditionally, my, my parents will let us, uh, we have access to the stockings, but then we got to pound through this bread, at least have a piece. Like there has to be some semblance of, of a breakfast before you can start on the rest of the, on the rest of the, the, the presents. And so to this day, my kids know that they have to wait until breakfast is done before they can, uh, before they can crack in. So all of the gifts usually are over at my parents' place. Um, and so then we basically just spend the whole day there. We, you know, we're there in the morning, then we will eat dinner, uh, at their place too. And dinner is usually something really low maintenance. It, it often tends to be crab, right? Cause you just throw it in a pot and with some butter and bread, you're good to go. Um, it's funny. I went to school on the East coast and I had never really realized that East coast and West coast, like people are the, all on the coast. Everyone's so different. And, um, you know, people on the East Coast, everyone's like, yeah, we eat Chinese food for Christmas Eve. And I'm like, that is the weirdest thing ever. And they're like, or on Christmas, and they're like, it's the only thing that's open. I'm like, I guess that makes sense, actually. <laughs> it's just there is something I, we'd never thought about. Because, um, yeah, we do something, but it's super low maintenance. And then uh, just a couple other things, right? Like, so like you, we, so we do Toys for Tots. And it actually started off with, with me and my brother when we were younger. I can't remember how it, it originally started, but as... I think starting when we were in high school, I, my brother and I would just jump in the car and we would go to, at that at that point, Toys R Us and we'd, we'd get some toys. And as we got older and we had more disposable income, it got to the point where like we were doing like full on like shopping cart runs, like just fill the whole cart up, uh, which was a lot of fun and, you know, sort of bonding time for us. And then, you know, it's like, I remember one year we dropped off, so Toys for Tots for us, you drop off at the firehouse. And like, it just, it was like this endless supply of like bags. Like we dropped off like six, eight, 10 bags. And they're like, are you guys done yet? And it, it was nice. I mean, it was just kind of a, it's a nice feeling for us. And um, last year, starting last year, the kids were asked, well, I asked the kids to pick a present for a child. But I, like I said, I think we're going to switch to what you guys do. I think I really like that program. Uh, so, so we'll look to, actually, we might look to not do toys. I might not look to do the Toys for Tots for the kids have them participate in that in your program and then I would do Toys for Tots this year. So since we're talking about Toys for Tots and everything, you got to know, right? Again, our kids are 5 and 8. How are things going with Santa? You guys writing letters? Like what's the whole vibe on Santa these days? This has been an interesting question. I've been how do you deal with the Santa Claus question? It's been something that's on my mind for a couple of years. Right now, they are both both the girls are true believers. They have a <laughs> they have a confidence in Santa Claus that is humbling. It's really nice. uh, remarkable to see. Uh, and the older one, I mean, she's uh, she's pretty bright. And, and I mean, what she's done is just asked directly. You know, she said, uh, you know, for a while I've been thinking about this. You know, is it like with the tooth fairy? You know, is it something? Mm-hmm. Did the do the parents just do it, or is it you know, or, or are they real and you know, I gave them the answer that, you know, magic is real if you believe in it. And that seemed to, that seemed to stave it off for a while. So mm-hmm. I'm also concerned, like, I don't, I don't want her to be the last one to know. Mm-hmm. But then again, that, you know, I knew, um, I knew a lady whose 14 year old daughter was still a true believer. So, mm-hmm. uh, so maybe it's not all that important. So anyway, we're enjoying it now. Yeah. That sort of magic of Christmas is really nice. And It'll be interesting when the older one figures it out and then we've got a, you know, the three of us are going to be in a conspiracy right. for the younger one and <laughs> that should be fun. But yeah, we do, we do letters at Thanksgiving. Uh, it'd be nice if we could do them earlier so it kind of help with our Christmas shopping, but mm-hmm. uh, that seems appropriate to get about a month out and then, uh, you know, we'll mail those letters and get some ideas about 
what Santa is going to deliver. And, you know, we bring, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we bring the presents out, uh, you know, that night and add them to the gifts that we've got around the tree. And it's a, you know, it's a really nice thing. Yeah, my eight-year-old, she, I think she feels like something fishy is going on there, but she's not quite sure. And um, I, I think she might be a little bit on the bubble. I Like you, I've sort of, when I've been asked about it, I'm like, look, I... I, I, look, I don't know about other people, but I believe in the magic of it all, and I, I there is there is something special about the magic of it, and and that's that's basically what I've told her, you know. So it's it's not quite answering the question, but it it uh, at this age it's it satisfies their it satisfies their question, right? Like, well, okay, that that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think my son probably's got a few more years to go before we have to broach that subject. But yeah, it was funny when I think when the my daughter was younger my dad uh, would talk about stocking stuffers and my, my mom would just give mm-hmm, him this, like mm-hmm. the death yeah. stare, like, hey, stop it. <laughs> but at that point, certainly my daughter is way too young. But we'll see. I mean, every once in a while, I would just like drop it and she'll, yeah, my mom just gives him like the daggers, like <laughs> zip it, zip it. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I mean, if anyone's going to blow it, I think it's, it's going to be grandpa. Well, we had, uh, we had the, the issue of, you know, trying to figure out who where they got the gift from you know they'll be playing with a toy and like was that was that from mom and dad or was yeah, that yeah, yeah. you know and, and have to risk saying something like well i bought that for you at oh that's right <laughs> yes no, i mean I, yeah i mean I, that's weird. that yeah. one. i've been caught with that one by the sun i'm like oh that's right i it's, it's yeah. been so long i forgot <laughs> right. I don't know. you know um one of my coworkers said her i think it was her daughter figured it out because She's like, why does Santa have the same wrapping paper? As yes, see, that's right? I learned that from my parents. They were really good at that. Yeah, so I've done, I've, I have a special, but I, I think, I mean, look, my because the, the story that I've been thinking about is like, look, the guy's got a shop somewhere. It's only so many patterns, right? Yeah, like it's the same way that occasionally you're out on the street, and you're like, that girl's wearing the same shirt I have at home. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there's only so many things out there. We all shop at the same stores. I mean, so you know, at the end of the day, statistically, it's likely that somehow there's going to be some overlap. So I've kind of had that one prepped and ready to go for a while. And then change the subject real fast. Yeah. So how about that TV show? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I am prepared. So, you know, in a previous podcast, we, uh, episode six, we had discussed um, uh, allowance and, and how we're teaching our kids money management. And, you know, one of the components that we both had was the sort of charity component as part of the allowance and i'm just wondering you know how do you actually handle sort of maybe the the disbursement of the charity funds like is it at the end of the month at the end of the year is it like how do you actually because you know we've only started uh doing allowance i think we're only maybe six months in and i actually haven't given any thought to sort of like okay you know we talked to her about the charity piece but we haven't spent any of it yet and so i'm i'm kind of working through that but how does it work with you guys like you, this is the first year that we're doing the uh, the allowance app, and so every week when we do allowance at uh, our Sunday dinner, you know, we say you've got this much to spend, you've got this much to save, and this much to share, this much for charity, and the the savings in the charity accounts have just been accumulating, and it's been we haven't worked this out yet, but it's always been my intention that it would be a year end gift, mm-hmm. something around you know the sort of holiday giving uh, giving feeling. Um, and so what I plan on doing is you know talking with them about their interests, and then maybe coming up with three options you know, the SBCA or, you know, the, the 
food bank, let's say, mm-hmm. and uh, figuring out what they're interested in, and then make the distribution. But I want to I want to figure out how to make that tangible and real. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to sit there and be you know push push, the, push a button. Yeah, on the screen, and then the number changes, and like congratulations, you just I mean it doesn't <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really make sense. So. I mean, I don't know if there's a way we, I don't know if we turn it into cash or we write a check and put it in the mail or actually go to the organization and make a donation. I'm not, I'm not sure how to do that, but uh, in any event, it will be a, a year-end event and we'll try to, you know, put some learning structure around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that for us, I've certainly, I've talked to my daughter about sort of how she wants to use it, at, you know, as, as we're sort of headed into holiday and she's like, well, you know, I really like pandas and I want to support panda causes. And I'm like, well, okay, I mean, that's, I wish it was a little bit different, but you know, that's uh, at the end of the day, to me, the point is not necessarily where she spends it as long as she's thoughtful about how she spends it. Right. And, um, I I think that probably what we'll do is this year we'll probably do a year end, but I actually would, I'm thinking of moving them to a monthly, well, probably for the daughter. I think it's a little bit hard for my son at this point, because again, he's five. I think the concepts are still a little bit hard to grasp, but I think for my daughter, I'd like to move it to a monthly system, mostly so that she is not sort of thinking about charity only as it relates to the holiday season. And I want her to get her sort of thinking about it just at, at a more regular level, right? So, okay, it's the end of the month. Who am I give? I, th- I think the other thing about doing that too is that if if there's sort of 12 opportunities, it means that hopefully what I might do is say, okay, well, you can only give to one charity once a year and then you have to find another charity to give to or another cause, right? So if you want to support pandas this month, you can't support pandas again for the next 11 months. And then at the end of the year, we can restart again. If there's you know something near and dear to your heart, we absolutely can restart again. But then I think that that way, you know, my, my thinking at least right now is that we'll sort of think through a few options and then we'll work together to determine ultimately which whatever nonprofit or organization, right? Because even if you just go pandas, there are probably, you know, you could do wildlife federation. You're, I mean, there's like all sorts of ways to support pandas. So then I think within that, then there's the specificity of like, okay, which of these panda organizations or wildlife organizations do you want to support? And then it might be that the end of the year though is a little bit more stringent of saying, okay, you have spent 11 months supporting animal causes or, green causes um you know but but this month here this holiday month i would like you to support a uh, human i mean not that animals are not human related causes but i want you to support an individual person right like what we're talking about and mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. tentatively what i'm thinking about i certainly am going to ask the kids to use their own money this year for the toy that they donate um but so it hasn't completely crystallized but at this point it's I think that's what I'm going to go with is sort of a monthly, you can't repeat. And then the December timeframe, actually it might not even, they get, they might not get a choice for December timeframe. I would just say, here's what we're supporting. And you know, here's the name of the child or whatever it is. And and I think that's fine, but I, I do want to sort of get it to, I guess I want to get it to sort of a recurring thing where it's not like we're just thinking about it at the end of the year, which is, I mean, there's nothing wrong about thinking about the end of the year, but I'm, I guess I'm just hoping to kind of keep it a little bit more top of mind for her. So, uh, so the, I guess the last question I have is whether you have, I guess personally, whether you do any resolutions or goal setting, and are you planning on doing any with your kids? I mean, uh, personally, I've only been doing goal setting resolutions for like two years, so this is all fairly new to me. But, you know, how do you do any of that in the house, or you personally, and and are you thinking about extending that to the kids? 
I don't know about my wife. I, I generally don't do New Year's resolutions. They, you know, this idea of goal setting and I try to, I, I'm trying to strive to make myself better all the time, not necessarily <laughs> just for the next year. But in the last couple of years, I've set up some kind of modest goals. Like, for example, my resolution for this year was to read one book a month. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to nail it this year, which is great. Nice, nice. Uh, just because my, my reading was falling off, particularly with, uh, you know, when the kids were born. I just yeah. didn't, didn't have enough time to read at night. Uh, and so that's been a good goal to kind of keep me keep me on track. Uh, I don't know. Again, I don't know if my wife does resolutions. Um, we haven't introduced the concept to the to the girls yet. Uh, but last year, what they did, my wife and uh, my daughters did, is they made vision boards, mm. uh, which was a fun activity. I think they did it as part of the New Year's celebration. We mm. probably did it New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. Uh, you know, big poster board, cut out, spend some time cutting out pictures from magazines, and then make a board of, you know, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with vision boards, mm-hmm. but, you know, put things down that they want to manifest, I guess, for yeah. this mm-hmm. year. Uh, and that was a, it was a fun exercise. And then they've... We, we actually we lost them in, in the move but uh, until we moved it was fun to watch them revisit that mm-hmm. or to see the board and then to think about how those things have developed since they made the board uh, so we'll probably do that again that was a lot of fun I you know I just started doing resolutions maybe three years ago and and actually for the longest time I'm like what's the point of a resolution but I think that um I've been trying. I mean, I've been unsuccessful for three years. Granted, one of those years was a COVID year, right? So it's like everything I planned was just out the window. All those resolutions are gone. Right? That was a mess. And uh, I think the first year I did it, my resolution was to have more play dates. And um, I had one play date that entire year that I organized. Or no, I, I think I had one sort of play date. And that was you guys that invited us to do something else. It's <laughs> like, oh god, I got to get this together. So, uh, yeah. So, like, I, uh, I think that uh, I will give it another run, and I'd like to try it with our daughter. I mean, so with the app that we have for allowance, there is a goal setting sort of function to that, and she's been setting aside money for at the time, a trip to Asia. It looks like it might be somewhere else, but she's been setting aside some money for when we go on our next big trip so she can just get whatever she wants. And, and so she's pretty close to hitting that goal. So I think that's good. Um, and I think it is important for her to learn to work towards a goal. It can be anything, but I, I'd like to her to sort of think about breaking things into small chunks and being able to attain something and to be able to set her sights on something and attain it. I mean, I think as long as it's anything that she can control. So at first I'm like, well, it could be anything like, you know, you want to learn a specific stroke. You want specific mastery, a specific stroke at swimming when we eventually go back. But that's not, that's not really something she can control, right? Because she can't say, well, I want to go to the pool. I mean, she can, but it's hard to find just open pool time where we are. Right. So I can't just be like, okay, well, you know, you want to go like, We'll go, you know, you can drive yourself to the pool every day of the week and you can get better on your own. So, you know, it can't be something like that. But I think that just some things, it might be make a bracelet every week for the next month that is manageable. I'm also looking to sort of have her chunk down also the school week as she's getting used to having homework. I want her to think about, you know, when homework should be done on, for instance, on Thursday nights with all the after school stuff, she doesn't even get home until about 6.30. And normally bedtime's at eight. So by the time you've eaten dinner, there's not a lot of time left for homework. So this week, so I've been scheduling her homework out. This week I put like all the easier stuff 
at the very end so that it's easier for her to manage. So these are the kinds of things that I wanted to be thinking about is like, all right, how do I set goals? And then how can I make them manageable and how can I make them not only manageable, but, but um, measurable, right? So often like in business too, we make goals and you're like, well, I'm not clear. Did we actually hit that goal or not? Like, yeah, that's metrics, not, metrics right? are important. Yeah, like that's, if, if, if you can't say yes or no, definitively, if I can't sort of hand my goal over to some third party and, and say, did I meet it? Yes or no. If they can't tell me that I have not written a good goal. So I think this is also part of what I wanted to, to learn. And it's not, has nothing to do with like, I'm not preparing her for the work world or anything, but I think it's just in general as a skill for her to start thinking about if you want to achieve something, it's not enough to just be like, well, I want to achieve it. You need to sort of actively plan out, or at least I do, right? You need to sort of actively plan out how you're going to get from point A to point C, because if you don't, you're, you're just, you're going to miss that point B in between. So we'll see. I mean, you know, as an adult, I, I failed. So, I mean, I don't know how it's going to work out, but maybe that will also be the thing that holds us both accountable to each other, right? I check in with her and she holds me accountable for mine. So maybe she ends up being my life coach, right? And, and it'll work out well. So I don't know. It'll be, it'll be a, uh, an ongoing 2022 thing. Maybe we'll, we'll check in from time to time, but, um, I'm interested to see how it plays out because I, I think she's capable of setting objectives and, and getting there. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I've been I've been better recently with the small things that I've been wanting to do. If you'd like to support the podcast and hear more discussions around fatherhood, please subscribe and drop us a review. You can also head over to the website, papaifatige.club. That's P-A-P-A-E-S-T-F-A-T-I-G-U-E.club to pick up some merch and use the discount code podcast for 10% off. If you have any questions, hit us up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Thanks for listening.